Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you, planned for you today, including a guest, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Kathleen Pasadena was going to join us, but she sent me an email this morning, said her schedule, it's the first day of uh, legislation uh, in uh, Tallahassee, she said that she had appointments starting at 6.30 in the morning, so she won't be able to join us. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we have a action-packed show for you today. It is January the 9th, and on this day in 2007, Apple, uh, Apple's CEO Steve Jobs unveiled the iPhone, a touchscreen mobile phone with an iPod camera and web browsing capabilities, among other features. At the Macworld convention in San Francisco, Jobs dressed in his customary jeans and black mock turtle uh, turtleneck called the iPhone a revolutionary and magical product that is literally five years ahead of its other mobile phone uh, competitors. Uh, when it went on sale in the United States six months later, on June the 29th, amidst huge hype, thousands of customers lined up at the Apple stores across the country to uh, be among the first to purchase the iPhone. In November 2007, by which point more than 1.4 million phones had been sold, Time magazine named the sleek 4.8-ounce device, originally available in 4 uh, gigabytes at uh, $499 a model, and at uh, 8 gigabytes for $599. uh, uh, It's the invention of the year, according to Time magazine. The mobile went on sale, (coughs) iPhone went on sale in parts of Europe in 2007 and parts of Asia in 2008. In July 2008, Apple launched its online app store, enabling people to download software applications that let them use their iPhones for games, social networking, travel planning, and ever-growing laundry list of other activities. Apple went on to uh, over 10 updated models of the iPhone. The iPhone helped turn Apple, which Jobs co-founded with his friend Steve Wozniak in California in 1976, into one of the planet's most valuable corporations, in 2012, five years after the iPhone debut, more than 200 million had been sold. The iPhone joined a list of innovative Apple products, including the Macintosh, launched in 1984, and uh, just a, an amazing list of accomplishments for uh, Apple Incorporated under Steve Jobs. Things are not going quite well. Right now, the uh, Justice Department is taking a look at Apple, see if they're too big and uh, perhaps uh, violating any trust rules, but uh, nevertheless, Apple, the iPhone introduced on this day in 2007, 17 short years ago. Can you imagine the innovation and the success created by Jobs? Unbelievable. Well, stocks surged yesterday, shaking off the rust from last week to post the first big rally of 2024. The Nasdaq jumped 2.2% as tech stocks found their grooves just in time to start of today's market activity. The rebound did not extend to Boeing, however, which plummeted 8% following the grounding of its 737 MAX 9 planes due to the Alaska Airlines incident we talked about yesterday. Uh, Amazing. 
Well, top-ranked Michigan won the college football playoff national championship last night, dropping the number two Washington Huskies by a score of 34-13. to The win marked the program's 10th title, its first since splitting with Nebraska in 1997, and its second since 1948. The victory also brought a sense of vindication for coach Jim Harbaugh, who quarterbacked Michigan for three seasons as a player in 84-86, to 86, and Harbaugh missed six games this season, suspended twice, three games for recruiting infractions and allegations that the program broke uh, sign-stealing rules uh, uh, for the last, last part of the season. Nevertheless, Michigan, uh, they uh, are champions, national champions in the football ranks uh, uh, last night. Speaking of sports, we don't do a lot of sports in this show, but uh, Tiger Woods and Nike have ended their partnership after 27 years. Uh, Woods reportedly earned during the course of that time $500 million uh, during his tenure with Nike. And it makes sense that they ended because Nike's not doing golf equipment or pro- product uh, promotions anymore. Uh, so uh, several others have quit uh, Nike as well to go on to other sponsorships. But uh, $500 million, that's separate from what he earned playing golf, which is a, 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 a big amount. Tiger Woods. Well, Nikki Haley's campaign reportedly canceled an event at the last minute to avoid what her critics describe as an embarrassment, as video showed a relatively empty room and a few pro-Haley signs hanging on the wall. If you look around me, technically this event that was supposed to start in in the last few minutes, and of course it's empty, a reporter on the scene said. You got empty chairs, stuff packed up in the corner, signs just hanging on the wall. The only way you'd know that Nikki Haley was supposed to be here, she said, noting that Haley's team canceled the event just a few minutes ago, suggesting no one actually showed up. Now, in her defense, uh, apparently it was a snowstorm. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> this is an embarrassment, for, of course, for her campaign. But if, if they knew that weather was coming, they could have canceled the event uh, long before the last minute. Uh, Nikki Haley. By the way, she said that the illegal immigrants are not criminals. In 2015, they dug that up. Unbelievable. Uh, I think she's a globalist, quite frankly. Nearly half of Americans say they're worse off economically than they were a year ago, just one year ago, a recent survey from Rasmussen showed. The survey of 1,102 Americans uh, taken just after Christmas found that 45% of Americans say they are worse off economically than we were a year ago. Just 23% said they're better off, a 22-point gap. 29% said they were treading water last year with their finances about the same as they were a year ago. The poll highlights the failure of the Biden administration's push to convince Americans that what the president calls Bidenomics has been a boon for the country. Inflation, or as Biden critics call it, Bidenflation, is a major reason many Americans feel they are falling behind. Consumer prices increased 3.1% in the 12 months through November, the most recent data available. In the prior 12-month period, prices went up 7.1%, and since Biden took office, consumer prices are up 16.8%. What average hourly wages, uh, while average hourly wages increased at a faster pace than prices in the last 12 months, workers are still behind in their longer term. Since Biden took office, the average hourly wages are up 14.3%, of course, against the 16.8% inflation. Two and a half points below the inflation watermark. 
So I think uh, Joe apparently got uh, in a private meeting with some reporters and had a spreadsheet and showed how they're not reporting the good news from the Biden uh, uh, economy enough. He admonished them that they have to do better reporting. They're doing a fine job pointing out that things just aren't working under Biden. Well, a NASA-funded robotic lunar mission that would have returned the U.S. to the moon's surface for the first time since 1972 appeared to be in jeopardy due to a fuel leak that uh, developed shortly after the private spacecraft's successful launch. The 202-foot Vulcan Centaur rocket, developed by the United Launch Alliance, blasted off yesterday from Cape Canaveral, successfully sending the uh, pellet Greeny uh, moon lander, developed by Astrobotic Technology, on its way. Roughly seven hours into the flight, Pellegrini's propulsion system malfunctioned, depleting the spacecraft's propellant and preventing a solar panel from properly pointing towards the sun. Uh, Pellegrini has, uh, ca- uh, ca- was carrying NASA's scientific equipment and, for some reason, human remains from two commercial spa- space burial companies. The lander was previously expected to reach the moon's surface uh, February the 23rd. Peregrini was the first mission under NASA's 2018 Commercial Lunar Payload Service Initiative, which was awarded billions of dollars to uh, provide companies, private companies to help land their spacecraft on the moon. Uh, Houston-based Intuitive Machines is expected to launch its own lander with SpaceX rocket next month. And by the way, SpaceX, that rocket would have actually landed on the moon a day earlier if everything went as planned. So interesting. While House Republicans on Monday introduced resolutions to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for failing to comply with the subpoenas, which GOP congressional leaders say say violate federal laws, Hunter Biden appeared before the Capitol the day he was scheduled to be deposed last month and said he would publicly testify but would not appear for a closed-door meeting with members of Congress to discuss his family's business dealings. House Republicans said Friday they would move to hold Hunter Biden in contempt after he refused to follow the subpoena. By failing to follow the subpoena, Biden has violated federal law and must be held in contempt of Congress, the committee said in their reports accompanying their contempt resolutions. The committee said that they want to get information from Hunter Biden to determine whether his father, President Joe Biden, was involved in any bribery schemes, abused his position of political power as president or vice president, or knowingly participated in any scheme to enrich himself or his family, including through contact uh, with foreign entities. Well, uh, former President Donald Trump fired back at President Joe Biden on Friday, blasting his Democrat opponent's Valley Forge speech as pathetic fear-mongering, noting how Democrats refused to deal with policy issues plaguing America, instead focusing on smears and lies of Republicans and patriots. Addressing a packed pack crowd in Sioux City, Iowa, Trump noted how Biden had resorted to petty and personal attacks like comparing the former president to Adolf Hitler because Biden's own record has been an unbroken streak of weakness, incompetence, corruption, and failure, according to Trump. Makes me smile when I say that. Crooked Joe is staging his pathetic fear-mongering campaign event in Pennsylvania today because he doesn't want to talk about the border or inflation or Afghanistan or the chaos he's created throughout the world, Trump said, adding the only reason Biden is in Valley Forge abusing George Washington's legacy to slander 75 million Americans is that he knows he can't show his face at the southwest border or East Palestine, Ohio, 
or at the auto workers' factories in Michigan where he is destroying hundreds of thousands of jobs. The Biden government has uh, continually dodged questions about the growing border crisis and cons- concerns uh, American average Americans have over a sluggish economy. Throughout last year, Biden attempted to spin the economy as a positive branding at Bidenomics. By the end of the year, however, Biden and his re-election campaign appear to have dumped the Bidenomics theme after it drew little enthusiasm from voters. Since then, the president has primarily resorted to distortions and personal attacks when addressing his opponent. Crooked Joe cannot take talk about a single issue that matters to hardworking Americans because he has failed you and betrayed you on every single one, Trump said, uh, addressing the lack of substance in Biden's Valley Forge speech. He continued, Biden and the radical left Democrats lie about us because they know the Americans can't stand the truth about them. Well, President uh, Trump really did a a number on Biden, certainly called him out for the lies and deceit uh, on his speech, starting his campaign in Valley Forge. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date. By reading Life in Naples, the website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She's my wife. She's also extremely well-informed of what's happening around the globe and right here on the Paradise Coast. That's that more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m., Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambos says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett, candidate for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. Tim's a 33-year resident of Collier County, a military veteran, a retired sheriff's officer, and a graduate of the FBI National Academy, and he's a terrific guy. Tim stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections in Collier County. You can vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website, votefortimgarrett.com. Paid for by Tim Garrett, Republican for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. We have with us Linda Harden. She is my wife. She's also the author of Greetings from Paradise. Uh, she's had less publications recently in the last year or so. But I've been uh, trying to save the world. <laughs> she's trying to save the world. It's uh, certainly well-informed about everything that's going on here on the Paradise Coast and across the globe. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. You know, you did an uh, ad for Johnson's Air Conditioning, and they're such a great company. But I look forward to having air conditioning back. Meaning it's just too darn cold exactly. out Exactly. You've got the heat it's, on. I understand exactly. that. Exactly. This yeah, is just like ridiculous. Not only that, but it's a, it's a little gloomy, isn't it? It's been cloudy. It's gloomy, cloudy, and it's just not what we're used to in paradise here. I need the sun beams back. I need the warm weather. You know, it's yeah. it just made me feel what, like, what we used to experience when we were up north. Exactly. See, by the way, uh, Chris, Clerk Crystal Kinzel is pleased to announce that the registration is open for the fourth annual fourth annual Valentine's Day wedding and vow renewal ceremony, which is going to be held at the uh, Gomez, Eva Sugden Gomez Center at Baker Park on February the 14th, Valentine's Day. This event is organized by the Cuyahoga County Clerk of Courts. So it's a, a really interesting venue, interesting thing that's happening. And for the, if you want to renew your vows, or get married, uh, you can do that uh, on uh, Valentine's Day. You can find out more by visiting com slash marriage license Valentine's Day. And also uh, the application, if you need to get an application for a marriage license at com. It's kind of exciting, huh? Getting uh, renewing your vows. I think we're in for the long haul since we've already been married almost fifty years. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think I'm pretty committed. Yeah. What about you? I'm pretty committed too. I don't think we need to, but it's kind of a romantic thing to do. But anyhow, it's very romantic. But yeah. you know what? That. But that, you know what? What's nice about it is she's doing this. The clerk, of course, the fourth year, and uh, it's it's a big hit. You know, people enjoy doing I it. I think so. it, that's good for them. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it's warm. So I think one of the things that's in the news I haven't talked about is, of course, fast, the Secretary of Defense is playing, uh, <laughs> he's hiding in the hospital somewhere. Uh, I just appreciate your thoughts on all this. Well, my my sources are telling me that Secretary Austin, Blinken, the whole cabal over there are not speaking to one another. And, and uh, Austin hasn't spoken to uh, pretty much Biden since the Afghanistan withdrawal. I mean, they've they've just there's been serious fallout there. So now, fast forward to he decided he had elective surgery. We don't know what for. Which mm-hmm. which when because we don't know what it's for. All sorts of conspiracy theories are coming. Well, out apparently there's some complications. He's still in the hospital. But see, apparently he went into the hospital not for the elective surgery, but for excruciating pain afterwards. Afterwards. So and and he told. They told the assistant secretary of defense, who was on vacation in 
Puerto Rico, and nobody was in charge. How many wars do we have going on? And yeah. nobody's nobody's binding the store here. It's kind of an interesting story. It brings to mind the fact that uh, you know usually the president and vice president have lunch once a week to talk about issues of the day. Apparently, the feelings, of, bad feelings between Biden and Harris, have developed so so much that they they no longer almost don't even speak to one another. You know what? It it if it weren't our country that was at stake, it would be almost funny. But it's it's tragic. It it's really tragic. It's kind of like be, a sitcom. Be, and do you think do you think that Joe Biden has the foggiest notion of who he's having lunch with on any given day? I don't. When he got off the when he came back from St. Croix on his multiple sunburned was sunburned and after multiple days vacation. Um, he got off uh, Marine One, and, and they had to direct him where to go because he didn't know where he was. Yeah. This guy, I mean... Well, that's that's sad, actually, uh, but it's uh, uh, it's no defense for him. But nevertheless, we have somebody who's addled, whose mind is not operating properly, as president of the United States, dealing with the... He's illegitimate. Yeah, He's not the real president. I know, but... Uh, Obama's running things. I, I think so, but irrespective... Uh, you know, right now, apparently it's not just uh, Harris and Biden that are disagreeing and not having lunch together, but uh, his campaign, his people in the White House, there's an outroar about uh, about uh, his position on Israel and Hamas and what everything's going on in Palestine. So it's And oh, by the way, they're a little worried about Donald Trump. I mean, the fact that Obama had a talk with him about how how Joe Biden's quote unquote campaign is not um, matching the the fervor and the popularity that Donald Trump is enjoying right now, in spite of the fact that Donald Trump is undergoing multiple um, uh, trials and court cases and whatever, trying to take him off the ballot, trying to yeah. take away his livelihood, whatever. Meanwhile, his popularity is skyrocketing. Right, and Joe Biden can't figure out how to fix that. He he's it's. It's like I said. If it wasn't our country at stake, it would be almost comical. Yeah, but you know, where's the uh, the self examination? Where does he say? Well, what? Why don't people like my policies? What What am I doing wrong here? He doesn't do that. Instead, he gets out a spreadsheet, visits with the reporters, and tells them how they're screwing up their reporting because people should like what's going on. Or, or he says they're looking at the wrong polls. Yeah. There are no wrong <laughs> polls. All of them show he's in he's in deep deep doo doo. Yeah. And and you know, I'm not a big. Believe me, I am not a big. Uh, proponent of polling, I'm not yeah. because it, because it just I, I those polls scare me for a number of different reasons. However, the fact that Joe Biden can't fill a room and and Donald Trump uh, has overflow crowds wherever he goes tells you speaks volumes. It certainly does. By the way, did you see that Nikki Haley? I think I know you do. This is a rhetorical question, but did you see that Nikki Haley had a had a meeting in Iowa the other day, or a rally going, and nobody showed up. They had to cancel it. It was great at, last, at the last minute. At the last minute. Now, and there was snow on the ground. I, you could anticipate the fact that the turnout was going to be low. They should have canceled the thing that day, that morning, or whatever. But to have a photo, have but uh, reporters show up. <laughs> <laughs> nobody showed up for the event. It's got to be awfully embarrassing. I don't know who's making decisions in that campaign, but they're not good ones. Well, I, you know. That that whole that whole Republican um, uh, 
candidacy of Nikki Haley and, and Ron DeSantis is a complete joke. Absolutely. We need to take a little break. You know, I'm going to visit with uh, Seton Motley. He's going to be our guest in the next segment. Can you come back after that? I'll be back. All right. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, a limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Hey, your latest column, DC looks to price cap big banks, tiny competitors, not big banks. It's great. I love pointing out this stuff. Uh, maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. You know, you start out writing and you find stuff or stuff occurs to you while you're writing. And I've already got my next idea for for the next thing. Um, of course, what we're looking at now is I, I wanted to go through the top banks. And if you have the article in front of you, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now. The, the 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 six biggest banks in the country. Uh, I looked up their political contributions and lobby money yeah. for the 2024 election cycle, and each one's way over two million. A bunch of several of them are way over three million dollars just in this cycle. Yeah, and because you you know you look at okay, why is the federal government? Because now 
First, we had the Federal Trade Commission going after these tiny little payday lenders. And now we've got a bunch of Democrat senators with a bill in Congress to yeah. go after payday lenders. And I'm like, I mean, I know, you know, you know, you know the answer. You just don't know the numbers until you look them up. But it's like, OK, why are they going after these tiny little storefront payday lenders who lend you three hundred dollars for a week? And, or three days until you get you, you know your car breaks down. You need to keep getting to work, so they lend you some cash to fix your car um, until you get paid. That's why they're called payday lenders, right? And it's these little amounts of money for very short periods of time to people who, by the way, don't have very good credit, and therefore it's hard for you know. This is what's ironic: is the big banks won't even freaking give them credit cards. Yeah, but they're going to go after the one lender that actually takes. The 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 the, uh, the big banks off the playing board for five seconds. And by the way, have you and, taken a look at the inst- interest rates on uh, credit cards lately? I mean, well, that's uh, you know that's another thing I you know I, I've looked at in the past, which is I have an over eight hundred credit score. Uh-huh. I have been charging. You know, I'm doing what you're supposed to do to raise your credit. And this is a, this is the point I did. I, it occurred to me during the thing. We'll get to that in a second. I've been. Doing what you're supposed to do, which is charge on your credit card and then pay it off. I've been doing that for 13 years. I've been fortunate enough that I've made enough money that I could run stuff through my credit cards and pay it off each month. So I don't pay interest, but I raise my credit score. Right. So I, I've, I've raised my credit score to 810 or 8. You know, it depends on which one you check, you know, which of the three you check with, the credit bureaus. I'm over 800 on all three, and my lowest interest rate is 22% on the credit cards. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, what the hell? And the, but the government's not going. And, of course, I think it was in August of last year, we surpa- the U.S. surpassed $1 trillion in credit card debt. But the government's not going after the big banks. Yeah. Why? Because these big banks bribe D.C. The payday lenders can't afford to do it. Certainly can't afford to do it to the degree the big banks do it. So big government goes after the competitors to the big banks, not the big banks. And this is, I'd, I'd had this in my brain for a while, and it finally occurred to me just how corrupt this is. You know, it's, 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 it, it's cronyism at its worst. And well, it, wait a minute. Let me, let me make my additional point, because this is the worst of the right, worst. All right. If you make money, if you earn money, you put it in your checking account. You then go and buy stuff with your debit card on your checking account. You, that, that information, you could charge a million dollars a month on your debit card, and it's not, you, your credit score won't go up one point. Huh. The, the debit card transactions are not reported to the credit bureaus. Hmm. To raise your credit, you have to go into debt to the big banks. Interesting. If you earn the money, keep it, spend it out of your checking account, your credit score stays low. How rigged is that for the big banks? Yeah, it's pretty rigged. And by the way, this is not you know, what your column is about, but don't you think there might be a bubble for the big banks coming sometime in the near future? Well, the- absolutely, because it's, it's over a trillion dollars just in you know, retail, private, individual credit debt that, that, that they hold. Right. They are way over their skis. They are way underwater on a bunch of commercial properties. Yeah. For you know, for for businesses that after the pandemic, th- that market has cratered because people figured out they could a lot of you know 
60% of the economy that took place in offices could take place at your house. Right. And so people that, you know, there's all this office space all over the country that these big banks own that are, that they're trying to rent that they can't rent. And they owe, they owe money on all of that. You know, they, 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 they borrowed to, to acquire the properties um, or, uh, you know, and, and, and more realistically, a bunch of private businesses. Yeah. In borrowed fact, from the big banks to acquire all this office space that they now aren't using and can't afford to keep up. Right. So the I, I, I think the um, commercial holdings are twice or more what the credit card holdings are, and they're going. That's a lot. That's even closer to default than the credit cards are. So on a great on, on a large scale. So yeah, it's 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 a huge bubble, and it's propped up, of course, by. It was propped up. It's now propped up by higher interest rates because, of course, higher interest rates is good for the big banks, obviously. Um, and it's pro- it was it's been propped up by all this printed money coming out of D.C. Same with the stock market. The yeah. stock market's quote unquote up, but it's propped up by this fake money that the government's printing. And it's the same with the big banks. I, I you know, I it was uh, it was one of the most obvious predictions in the world when they started printing money in 2019 and 2020, and the economy was shut down. It was the easiest prediction in the world. I said it. I'm sure a bunch of other people said it. All this money that they're printing because the economy's shut down is just going into big banks' coffers, right. into into vaults and safes. And as soon as the economy's loosened up again, all this fake money's going to flood the system, and we're going to have massive sustained inflation. So when the idiots in the Fed said, "Oh, it's," You know, when it first started happening, when, they, when the economy first started, they started allowing the economy, and the Fed said, oh, the, the inflation's transitory, it's, it's temporary. Any moron with an IQ above nine on a warm day knew that there was trillions of dollars teed up to flood the market that was printed and fake and not connected to any sort of reality. And, and everyone with an IQ above nine knew that it was going to be sustained inflation and not transitory. And that's that's what that, that, then the Fed screwed up by not raising interest rates sooner, so the inflation got worse and more intransigent, and that's what we're suffering still now in 2024. You know, just to uh, uh, amplify one of the points you made about commercial real estate, a friend of mine is, used to be on the uh, Barons Roundtable for longest standing member of the uh, Barons Roundtable. And uh, he mentioned that he made a trip to New York and uh, what he had uh, discussions and that he had about commercial real estate. He said, do you know what the uh, real estate value is of a, a commercial building in New York? He said, nothing. There is no value. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, because, you know, it's a combination of bad federal and bad local policies, you know, state and local policies right. in New York, where, where, you know, the tax rates are ridiculous, the, the, the level the the, the ta- numbers of taxes, it's not just the tax rates, it's the numbers of taxes from d- various governmental entities. Right. Um, and it's just not attractive to be in New York City anymore. Right. And so when it's not attractive to be in New York City, of course, it's not attractive to hold real estate in the, in the city. And, you're exa- and your friend's exactly right. They're holding, and, and again, a lot of companies, owe, owe a lot of big banks, a lot of money on those properties. And they're just complete write-offs at this point. Well, we're going to have a reckoning here financially sooner or later. Uh, there's bubbles developing, and uh, I think there's going to be consequences. So, And I'll say it again, hence, please, 
<laughs> I should have mentioned that uh, Seton, of course, is in Belize and is developing his property down there. I just, uh, in a way, somewhat envious of you, <laughs> Seton. I, really yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, real quick, I've, I've said that the number one reaction to conservatives to me leaving is anger. They're angry at me for giving up on the U.S. And one of the many examples I use is remember I said the numbers, the ways you tax. In the U.S. government, in the U.S., there's a huge federal government that's corrupt. There's 50 state corrupt governments. There's over 2,000 county corrupt governments. There's 5,000-plus corrupt city governments, and they've all got their hands in your pockets. Right. In, the, in Belize, there's one small corrupt federal government, and that's it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty obvious. You know, very, it was like, it, moving down here was like getting out of prison. Well, Seton, I just uh, really appreciate the commentary that you bring us to, to us here on the show. Seton Molly, again, founder and president of Less Government. The website is lessgovernment.org. You can also follow Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, uh, more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be fabulous opening sometime later this year. And you can find out more and also get tickets to some great upcoming performances. The website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's back after our visit with Seton Motley. Linda, again, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. The sun's coming up. Yeah, we're like, it's, it's nice, to, nice see. to see it. Absolutely. So uh, more and more is being revealed about January the 6th. And uh, Trump now just recently said that we should... Uh, uh, get these people out of prison right now that are having just rotting in prison. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's astounding to me that the people on in Congress have not stepped up to to make that a huge, huge uh, issue because these people are rotting in jail. And and oh, by the way, the FBI is still trying to track people down who are just walking on the lawn. In yeah, Capitol they just uh, on on January the sixth this year, three years after the event. They arrested a couple of people again. So they're still searching for people who were in Washington, D.C. Uh, at the time, even those that didn't even go near the uh, the uh, Capitol building at the time. It's just – and, you know, Mike Pence, thank goodness he's not going to be our president because he said the other day, he said, well, look, there were no FBI agents involved in January 6th. You know, he, I asked them, and they said no. They, <laughs> yeah. he's so naive. He's, he, he's, he's so naive. That uh, it's pretty obvious that the, now this congressman, what is his Clay name? Clay Higgins. Clay Higgins. From Louisiana. Uh, from Louisiana, former uh, police officer and detective, said that there's at least two busloads of agents and uh, informants, FBI informants, who participated in January 6th. They had all, all had uh, uh, Trump regalia, in other words, they're drept, dressed as Trump supporters, but they in fact were participating and encouraging the activities. The whole the whole thing was infiltrated, and and Clay Higgins um, did a did an excellent interview with didn't she didn't he do one with Lara Logan and yeah. and now he's we haven't even heard the one with Tucker Carlson yet we we need to catch that catch up with that tonight by the way Lara Logan has a new interview out that that you and I need to to watch on Twitter too and that's um, with uh, a woman who was beaten with clubs by the Capitol Police. And she survived that. My right. goodness, it's just a, a horrible incident. They tried to kill her, and uh, it's just unbelievable. Well, they killed, they, and, you and, know, thank, and, thank the Lord that Judicial Watch is stepping up and, and um, going after uh, that police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> Linda, I, I just started a commercial by pressing... <laughs> Excuse me, please. Okay, we're back. Okay, so what 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 do I need to do? Well, we'll just continue the conversation. Oh well, um, Ashley Babbitt was killed in cold blood by that Capitol police officer, and he was given a promotion. Yeah. And, and Bird, his name is. Yep. And uh, Judicial Watch has filed a thirty million dollar lawsuit against the United States government and this police officer, Capitol police officer, um, on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's. Husband and and a state, you know, and what's outrageous about this is this police officer shot, shot her point blank now in he, cold blood. In cold blood, he said that uh, he was being fired at, which is not true. Uh, it's all been proven to be false. So not only did, was it not an investigation, he hasn't been charged with murder, and it was at a minimum manslaughter, if not outright murder. 
And uh, he gets a promotion shortly after. And Lester Holt from NBC News did a special interview with him and, and to elevate his standing and to, to make him look like some sort of hero. And it was so disingenuous and dishonest. Shame, shame, shame on NBC and Lester Holt and all those people who, who made that, that Capitol Police officer look like a hero in shooting this woman. Well, in the and mean, she's a vet, she was a veteran, oh, by the way. Absolutely, 14-year veteran. And uh, in addition to that, our, our President Joe Biden uh, said that he's uh, attended the funerals of four people killed on January the 6th. <laughs> what a liar. <laughs> he's just well, lying you know through what, his teeth. You know what? Joe Biden... Doesn't he doesn't tell the truth? He lies about everything. That's right. All the time, all the time. And he lied in his speech that he gave at Valley Forge, and desecrated that that uh, war memorial by by giving this uh, horrible dark speech about the insurrection. By the way, Trump has never ever ever been charged with insurrection. Right. That because guess what? It wasn't an insurrection. In fact, he's he's at a hearing today. Uh, he, of course, has immunity because he was the commander-in-chief. So what he was doing was in his official role as president of the United States. He can't be charged with a crime. And uh, so now he's in. Uh, he's going to a hearing today to try and plead his case that he had immunity as president of the United States on January 6th, which certainly he did. You know, it's all unraveling, and the media is trying to play whack-a-mole to try and co- cover up. But look at this case in New York where Letitia James is trying to—, to uh, to destroy his uh, business and and uh, his notoriety and everything that he's established in New York, her chief witness was Michael Cohen, who, by the way, was the biggest liar of all time. Yeah. And now they found out that Michael Cohen used artificial intelligence to create cases to to bo- boost his standing. And the judge says it was he saw right through it it was all a lie yeah. now what's happening in georgia with Bonnie willis that's all unraveling these people they're they're backpedaling like crazy because well no, no you know, she has uh, fanny willis has some sort of a special thing she was wasn't she paying her boyfriend i've forgotten what the, the exact accusations were but they're pretty yeah, serious she, she she hired um her boyfriend and used the money that that all that she was taking in to go on cruises with him. I mean, the yeah, whole it's thing. a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. You know, and as uh, Rick Scott said to me one time, I said, you know, uh, <clears throat> this is when uh, there was a, uh, um, our governor, uh, Rubio, I should say, a senator, was being accused of using petty cash for haircuts and that kind of thing. And uh, Rick Scott, to his everlasting credit, said to me, well, Bob, stealing is stealing. And it doesn't matter how much. The point is, uh, that uh, if he was guilty of what he was being accused of, that he, he was stealing. He, I, and that's that's the point, I think, that is right now the line is becoming so fuzzy and it's, it's almost disappearing about honor, truth, and evil. You know, do you remember that Marilyn Mosby, that, that oh, yeah, AG out of, out of Baltimore? Out of Baltimore, so yeah. So she was trying to throw the book at, I don't remember who, years ago. And, and um, as it turns out, She's being disbarred now after all these many years because she was doing nefarious activities with monies and all this stuff. So, um, it, you know, it, it's not in our time the way as quickly as we would like to see justice done. But, but it, it comes, the truth comes home to roost eventually. The wheels of justice grind finely. It's slowly, but they grind fine. So right. uh, over time, uh, maybe we'll see justice. And, you well, know, and you know, um, 
that's one of the things that I, I'm so pleased about Tucker Carlson and his new Tucker Carlson network and his mantra going forward is that it's we need to get the truth out. We need to get the truth out about everything. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to Tucker Carlson's uh, programming, it is, it is his network now. I guess it's called TCN, I guess it's called. Tucker Carlson Network. Yeah, yeah. but the point is that it is really outstanding, and it's he is telling the truth, and it's so refreshing. He has none of the governors on that uh, inhibit news reporting by the mainstream media, and it's so refreshing. So I urge you to take a look at go to TuckerCarlson.com and just listen into a couple of his episodes. Linda, we need to take a little break. Can you stick around? I'm not going anywhere. All right, that's good to hear. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They know the policy, they get the politics, and they help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in their elected office. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden, my wife, and uh, so well-informed about everything that's going on. Sam, what do you think about what's going on on Capitol Hill? Well, they're all coming back from, vac- they're all coming back from vacation today. So um, can you think of any company or organization or whatever that gives their people so many days off as, as the people in, in Congress? Yeah. And and meanwhile, they you know they're all over social media saying, oh you know this should happen. This sh- you're on vacation. So here's the thing: 
We're in a financial crisis. We're 123% of our GDP in debt, $34 trillion. We have crisis on the border. We've got all kinds of things that are going on, world, uh, wars around the world. Uh, let's go on vacation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then they complain, you know, excuse me, but I don't like... I don't like Joe Biden. I think he's illegitimate. I don't think he's the real president. There's also all sorts of terrible things I can say about Joe Biden and that he's going on vacation a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me, but don't throw stones if you're on vacation half the year. And that's what the people in, on Capitol Hill are. They're on vacation half the year. They yeah. go on six-week vacations doing who knows what. And, and, and then... And, these are the people that are running our country. It's quite frankly very frightening. Well, and of course, all the hand wringing about the the government's going to close the shutdown. Oh, isn't that the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? It is. In fact, uh, last time the government shut down, I tried to take a look at the things and the ways that I was inconvenienced. And I did find one website that I'd like to go to that I couldn't access as a result of the government shutdown. Other than that, everything was normal. You know what is it? The the um, the people that that. Uh, non-essential workers. Yeah, that non-essential workers. If they're non-essential, why do we even have them? That's a great question. Uh, that is the just pr- asking. Just asking, indeed. So, uh, to, in my mind, uh, this deal that we put together apparently another continuing resolution, uh, and uh, Mike Johnson is saying, "Well, this is about as good as we can get," and I know some people aren't going to be happy with it. Well, the fact of the matter is, it's it's just contributing to more and more of the problem. Uh, we need people to put on their big boy pants and uh, just and start making addressing the problems that we have. We've got we need to have regular order. We need to have twelve uh, different bills passed uh, f- for uh, for appropriations, and uh, none of this stuff is happening. Meanwhile, they the. Uh Mike Johnson orchestrated a photo op to bring members of Congress down to the border, which is, uh, by the way, on taxpayer money. Did we really need that? We've seen plenty of pictures of the border. But yeah. he and, and he's, oh, we need to do something. We should do something. Should is the worst word that's associated with members of Congress because yeah. they're shooting all over the place and they're doing nothing. Well, it should, if, if in fact... This results in a stand on the part of uh, Congress and the Republicans to say that we're going to not going to do anything about anything and uh, except the uh, budget and the border until those are fixed. Nothing else is going uh, to be discussed. If that's the outcome of this, I, I I'm in favor. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. And and as we've said many times on your show, every time we 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 talk about what's going on. Another, uh, more congressmen have shown that they're bought and paid for. And and it's just very disheartening to know how many people on Capitol Hill are bought and paid for. Now, what's going to happen today? The people who aren't bought and paid for, like Representative Matt Rosendale, um, uh, uh, Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, Byron Donalds um, several of these people are looking to... Um, move forward on impeaching Mayorkas, yeah. impeaching Lloyd Austin, which I think Lloyd Austin should never have been appointed defense secretary, in my humble opinion. He's to just a big do-nothing. And, and what he's done to, to make our armed services into the sorry lot that they are now because of all the, the woke... Um, uh, well, and the, the, the jabs, insisting on the jabs. Exactly. That, his leadership has been very disappointing. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to uh, uh, 
dispute the fact we have some great people in our armed services, but Thank unfortunately, we, unfortunately, we have poor leadership uh, when it comes to Lloyd Austin. And nobody's volunteering, by the way, to to, to be well, in the armed services. Why would you volunteer to send your son or daughter, or have your son or daughter, uh, volunteer to be in, in in an organization that behaves in the way they behaved in the last uh, couple of years? Well, exactly. So, so they're. Um, they're moving to impeach uh, Mayorkas, and I don't know if you heard the interview that was done uh, yesterday, but but Mayorkas was apparently in a closed-door session with some members of Commerce. Kat Kamek, who's from Florida, is a good good person, too. She's a representative from, I don't know, where in Florida. Northern Florida someplace. But, but she said um, on air that Mayorkas says, oh, be, caref- be careful if you impeach me because you're not going to like who comes afterwards. It was pretty much of a threat. And I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of this impeachment. I think they should just be arrested and tried for for treason. Yeah. Screw the Im- impeachment. Yeah. I mean, that's just a that's just a political um, move that does nothing to. I mean, look what happened with Bill Clinton. I yeah. mean, it, 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 nothing happens, and uh, it, it's just they're doing everything they can to waste taxpayer monies in every which way they can. Yeah. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary. Are we through show. already? Thank you so much for joining here on the show. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's uh, a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. We've got some great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy. He is the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute. And Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always looked forward to his commentary as well. Uh, always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, and I appreciate your listening, I hope you share the information with your friends and neighbors. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>